So the finish line is is within sight. Yeah. It's uh, the 11th day of Songcraft Christmas. Yeah. And uh, it, we're, we're almost there. I, I feel like this has been quite the journey. Yeah, it has. It's been fun to uh, to listen to some of these conversations and, uh, you know, count down these holiday hits. Yeah, and, and as I go through all these Christmas songs, I think that there are kind of categories for Christmas songs. You know, you got funny ones, and then you've got the ones that are kind of romantic, and then you got the ones that are sacred and, and, and whatnot. There's this category of kind of mysterious Christmas songs. Hmm. They sound kind of kind of dark and moody and and you know it's it sounds like a moonlit night you know and to the opening piano figure to breath of heaven regardless of what the song's even about the opening piano figure would put it squarely in mysterious christmas for me yeah i i kind of dig minor key christmas i did too i think like from o come o come emmanuel which is yep. a classic hymn very kind of mysterious and brooding to even a song like I'll be home for Christmas, but only in my dreams, yep. you know, like, Ooh, that's sad. I, I kind of dig sad Christmas. I do too. And I, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like we may have talked about this, uh, when we were doing the, the uh, conversation with Chris Eaton, but it's, it's a powerful thing to me. This, this feeling of a, a quiet candlelit dark situation. I think we may have even talked about the George Winston December album, oh, yeah. which is a, a very moody, tinkly piano record. And I've listened to it already about 10 times this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm well, a you're a bit You're that. a bit tinkly yourself. <laughs> so I think that's why you like it. Well, I definitely lean a little bit depressive in my <laughs> song choices. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't lean to you know, We've said last Christmas, we've mentioned it several times in this 12 day journey. Um, but even that's a jaunty sounding little song, but it's not a, it's not a happy concept. Yeah. It's sad. Um, so, you know, the thing about, uh, breath of heaven to me, breath of heaven and Mary, did you know, which we talked about the other day? Um, those two songs, they're both, I view those as maybe the twin pillars of, uh, modern day religious, mm. cr- uh, Christmas classics. Yeah. Um, to me, both of those songs are just fabulously well-written. Um, and they both kind of, you know, put a spotlight on Mary in the, in the story, um, of Jesus's birth. Um, and they, they both have that, you know, kind of that quality that you're talking about of mysterious and, and also reflective. Um, there's a spiritual quality, uh, about both those songs. They kind of avoid the, uh, the tropes, um, as it were, but I, I really, I think what I like about these is my mom was like semi obsessed with Amy Grant at Christmas time. And, uh, like she went, to her house or yeah there was a restraining order yeah. and you know it was a whole thing no uh my, <laughs> my um my mom doesn't like music um <laughs> she might take issue with my saying that but my mom is irritated by most recordings uh <laughs> especially if there's a guitar solo in i'm it. glad that you rephrased that <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things that my mom likes uh she likes nora jones okay um and she loves Amy Grant, but I think specifically Christmas Amy Grant. Okay. Uh, so as a kid, 
my mom loved to decorate the house at Christmas time. So when I hear Amy Grant, I sort of have these memories of the smell of like, you know, cinnamon pine cones and my mom putting up the tree and, you know, like it, it evokes like the smell of apple cider. And, you know, it's very, to me, like Amy Grant is synonymous with everything that reminds me of like the wistful childhood Christmas. Yeah. I'm going to just gloss over the part where you guys put cinnamon on your pine cones for some reason. Um, yeah. I, and... I don't know if that's a thing, but it feels right. <laughs> cinnamon pine cones. It's like you're pine cones are chewing big red gum but uh, no I, I totally understand that. that that amy grant christmas album was that was a big deal and particularly around nashville i remember seeing chris eaton play breath of heaven at the local church that that you and i went to really um and again just being transfixed by it yeah and and i think you know it was great talking with him about it i remember he, he had such kind of like a reverence for the song and the way it was written and the way it came to him and it seemed like even the writing of it had sort of that sort of, you know, breath of, of mystery to it. Yeah, a little breath of heaven. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know, as soon as I said it. Yeah, I mean, it was just right there. Yeah. It was perfect. It was for the taking. Holy Father, you have come and chosen me now to carry your son. You know, Breath of Heaven, um, I would say, honestly, is probably the most honest and most difficult song I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet, the most fulfilling as well. Often, during my writing in those days, uh, I would kind of just literally be on my own with a piano and lock myself away. And, and I've always tried to write from the heart, uh, always. It, no matter whether I'm, you know, processing someone else's uh, life or dilemma or relationship uh, yeah. that makes me think I need to write about it. Um, in this case, the breath of heaven, it was my own walk, or should I say lack of walk, uh, with my God. And I felt, uh, I'd been through uh, uh, some problems in my marriage um, that had, uh, for one reason or another, uh, kind of set me on edge with my faith and, and really put a lot of cracks in it. Hmm. And I went through a period of time uh, during the writing of, or before the writing of Breath of Heaven, when I was, I found it difficult to write. And uh, and I was kind of cold with it. And it, and it got fairly desperate for me at one point. And, um, and Breath of Heaven uh, was written really out of a deep, deep desire within me to kind of get back together with my faith uh, and make sense of it and, and searching deeper within myself and, and to find God in that. Hmm. And very often, if I couldn't pray, um, I would just sit and play the piano and I'd play melodies. And the, and playing the melody would, would often just help me to focus on the presence of God and, and that actually I wasn't, I wasn't alone. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like the, the beginning of the song is the is, is just statements of who I knew God to be right. uh, in my sort of attempt to get into that place where I it felt in, intimate again. Um, and then as I was writing the song, I started to break down, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I felt the presence of God uh, 
come into the room, if you like, and and right. and uh, and Breath of Heaven chorus just came to me like a, like this pulse, this heartbeat, after the sort of musical um, syncopation of the verse. It needed that that chorus to be peaceful and mm. sure and certain, sure-footed, um, and that's exactly what it was. I just felt that pulse and that power and that soothing of that chorus come to me. When it doesn't create um, a lift in that moment, it actually kind of settles into the chorus. Exactly, exactly. It's just like this, you know, it just kind yeah. of like sways into this into this river of peace. And, um, and I immediately um, thought, who could sing this song? Who do I know who I work with who could sing this song and would get it, would get the depth of it? Um, and I immediately thought of Amy. So um, I called her up that night and explained to her how I wrote the song and how it had broken me. And she just, at being the Amy that she is, you know, just listened intently. And, and we're like brother and sister. And, you know, she, she just completely fell for the, the story and said, right, I need, to, I need to hear this. You need to get it to me straight away. I don't care what version of it is. You know, do the roughest demo you, you need to do. Just get it to me. Um, so I sent, sent her the song the next day. Within a week, she got it, and she was living with it, and she played it a hundred times, and she said it, it had just, you know, really ministered to her. And uh, and she said, I, I, if you don't mind, I absolutely have to record this song. Hmm. So I said, Amy, it, it is for you. It's for you to record. Um, and that was the big, the first version of the song. And then we uh, we started to rehearse up going on the road together uh, for the Heart in Motion tour. As you know, Baby Baby was a massive hit at mm -hmm. that time, and um, and there were four. She had four number ones, countrywide number ones, not just in the gospel chart, but in mainstream that year. Um, and I had written uh, hats on the album, uh, but Breath of Heaven had been overlooked by the record label, even though Amy had, like, really pressed it and said, look, this is very, very close to my heart, this song. I really want to do it on the record. And at one stage, um, you know, Breath of Heaven was going to be a, a focal point on the album. Yeah. And then it didn't get on the record, didn't make the record. Yeah. So... Um, it was amazing, and I, Amy always promised me she re recorded it. She said, "I'm going to do this song no matter what happens." So we went on the road together. Um, she uh, she came to me when we had a break, and she was pregnant with Sarah. And uh, and she said, "Chris, you know, I've, I've just been feeling a real empathy uh, in my pregnancy um, to the way." Mary must have felt when she was carrying Jesus. Mm. And Breath of Heaven has been ministering me to me through that. The record label, A&M, have told me that next year we're doing a Christmas collection album, and I'm going to do Breath of Heaven for that. Huh. Now, in the end, it wasn't a collection album. It was, the, it was, her, it was as you say, Home for Christmas. Um, and so she said, but I'd, I'd want to just maybe you know talk about you with you about changing the lyric to a to a more story-based lyric of, of that empathy with mary carrying the baby yeah. and what she must have gone through 
and uh, and I was like, yeah, let's do it, you know. So we literally, I think we were in uh, Amy's, uh, we were in a hotel room or we were in Amy's on the road somewhere in a bus, and um, we just sat and went through the lyric of the verse. We kept the chorus identical. We took we took elements of what was already there because um, obviously the song was already complete beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I, it made total sense to to um, to just transition the the meaning of the song into something that the whole world who knew the gospel, the Christmas story, could relate to. Wow. Um, so you know when that happened, and Amy did a we just did a little demo of it. Um, the record label fell in love with it. Seeing you know, I remember I'll never forget actually, Breath of Heaven CD. Or, or the Home for Christmas CD coming through that door in my house in England. And that was the first time I heard the final mix of Breath of Heaven. Wow. Mm. And I just burst into tears. But, I mean, it's just it's one of those songs that um, it doesn't sound old, old or new. It's yeah. timeless. As you watch my face 
Breath.